Hello and welcome. This is Pepin from Pepin Reacts. And here today, we have a season one character ranking of a show that we watched called Breaking Bad. I'm joined with my best friend, Meter. Meter, how you doing? I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Pepin. Oh, I love it. Now, this season one character ranking will be spoiler free. We've seen up to season three, essentially. Uh, Meter's actually seen the whole thing, but if you haven't seen Beyond Season One, you should be safe to watch this. We won't spoil anything, or at least we'll try really hard not to. So the way this is going to work is I have a bunch of characters here on a board. I'll pull up that board here. And you can see that we have two different boards here. So we have uh, the left, which is going to be my ranking. We have Meter which is going to be his ranking. And then we also have an alignment chart here where we'll kind of rank the characters by alignment. Now, I want to keep things fresh. So, you know, we're not going to have any like set order. So I'm just going to roll a die whenever we want to grade a character or rank them. Now, the, the criteria for ranking a character here, it's not just going to be how much you like the character because that's not really that interesting, I don't think. It's going to be how this character, what's the character contributes to the show. You can have a character who maybe is not very likable, but adds a lot to the show. You can have someone who's a villain, who maybe is not the best villain, but they are the best foil for this plot right here, or they're doing something super interesting. Uh, now, of course, part of that is just how much you want to see this person on screen. Part of it is, you, you know, like, like, do they invigorate something in you? And there'll be some disagreements here between the two of us, but uh, I think we can just kind of get started. Uh, Meter, do you have any questions or any clarifications you want to make? Yeah, I got so many questions. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's going on with this uh, <laughs> this ranking chart? Uh, what do you mean? Well, first off, B is above A. Oh, hold on. Oh, that was an accident? <laughs> Let's just be honest. Is it fair to assume that you did that on purpose? <laughs> Well, okay, I, I I edited it so that I had docket on here, and then that messed up the order for some of these. What's do what's docket? So docket is where we're going to put something before we rank it. So Ah, okay. Who's on the docket today? It's going to be, say, Wallace or Skyler. And, and, of course, the highest ranking here is Lewis, uh, who is – I we're going to get to it a little bit later here. But, you know, you'll, you know why he's at the top there. And then – we have A, which is less, B, C, and then we have Badger tier. And, uh, you know, I think that speaks for itself as well. Okay. And are we doing one character, uh, we're, both rank we're both ranking them, and then we're also adding them to the single alignment chart as well? Or are we doing alignment all at the end? So we'll do ranking the character, and then after we're both done ranking the character, we'll go to the alignment chart for each person. Awesome. And then it'll just be like boom, 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 boom. Exciting. All right. Are you ready to get started here, Meter? I'm wicked ready. All right. So for season one, we have 20 different characters here. Now, we're not going to spill who these people are. You can obviously look at them, but a couple of people you might be like, hey, who's that? I don't recognize them. And if that's the case, you probably didn't watch the show. So let's roll this and let's see what we get. Oh, yeah. I got to click stop. <laughs> 10. <laughs> it should just stop, to be honest. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We got Tuco on the docket here. Wonderful. So, Meter, tell me a little bit of th your thoughts about Tuco here. Tuco. Tuco's crazy, man. Um, 
So we're talking about what did Tuco do for the story? Yep. Um, so we're one. not we're not talking about the the actor. We're not talking about um, how the how the actor did. Correct. We're talking about specifically the character of Tuco and what they did in season one of this series. Kind of. So we can we can include the actor too. Like if the actor did a really okay. good job, if the acting is really amazing, or the emotions are getting across. Like it's a whole package in a way. Yeah. But I, I think it's important to like say not just judge the character by you know how important they were just to the story or yeah how to say uh, one example okay. i bring up here is uh from distant center emilio or not emilio uh, domingo domingo is someone who's kind of a marion character he's a big portion of it someone might rank him at like a c or lower because he I mean, he's definitely interesting when he's there but you might say you know there's bigger characters like how does he compare to walt but you have to look at his role from a plot perspective like how he what he adds to things going you know how the actor does you know what do you feel when you watch him how do you portray it you know just kind of overall thoughts there and i I think just take the person's role in the story into consideration with that okay i mean tuco is super important um at the very end of season one he kind of sets the stage for I think he kind of represents a lot about the change and kind of shows in a much more visceral way the amount of danger and the amount of shit that Walt and Jesse have stepped in, um, where he is like a real embodiment of the meth business um, and maybe the dirty side of the meth business, the crazy side, the unpredictability. Um so for that reason, I think he's a I think he's a very solid character mm-hmm. that is important to to season one. Hmm. I definitely agree with you, and he he kind of gives you a bit more of that like edge. It kind of gives that edge because up to the point where you know pr- prior to Tuco, things are moving forward, they're happening, and you kind of feel like Walt and Jesse are doing pretty well for themselves. Like, oh hey. Like, you know, they can get through whatever they want. But here, it's just kind of like, this is the world they're in. And, you know, this is the person they're dealing with. Like, like, like the end of season one where he says, uh, you know, uh, I'll expect a match by next week. Like, you get there's like this imposition of violence. And now they're maybe getting in over their heads. And I think Tuco is like the perfect character to do that. He's crazy, but they also wrote him in a way where he has business sense. Like, I could see how he would get to the top watching this season. So I, I think he's just, you know, excellently written. Uh, he he is a little bit tough to watch sometimes because he's so just like, yeah, yeah. but, you know, that kind of helps you feel what the other character's feeling during that. Like, even one of his men started to be like, oh, Tuco, calm, calm down, man. Then he got his face bashed in. So I, I think he does perfect for his role here. Definitely agree. Definitely agree. All right, so where would you place them in the ranking here, Meter? Man, I'm waffling between A and B. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to put them in the A. Put them in the A. Yeah, I think the. I think the thing that'll push it over for me is that I. I love the work that the actor did. I think he did a really good job of portraying this semi like this underlying logic to somebody who is insane and violent and dangerous uh a really really good job i liked i liked seeing him on screen so i think i am going to agree with your rating here 
for me, it's a little bit tough because I'm actually going between a uh, Lewis and an A here because uh, I think everything he does is, is great. I think maybe the thing that kind of keeps him back a little bit is like we don't see the real impact of Tuco. Like we, we see... We, we see him do stuff. He's definitely intimidating, but it kind of feels like uh, he's kind of like a false charge. What do you call it? Like that thing that happens when moose kind of like charge you and they're just trying to like get you to run away. That, that kind of what it feels like here. We don't actually see any real effects from Tuco. He, you know, besides, you know, the threat of violence, this interaction with the, the meth and everything. So, so, so it's not something there, but I, I don't like, I think it would have maybe been higher if he had actually done a bit more like like plot wise yeah i you know for season one coming at the very end getting an a rating really impressive mm, agreed agreed i think it's a fair rating all right so we're gonna move on to the alignment here and meter feel free to uh if, if i accidentally go to the next one just let me know because i'm okay. probably i'm definitely gonna do that so for tuco for the rating scale uh I would probably say he is over here. Chaotic and then evil. It, 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 does yeah, that seem apt? It, it does. Do you want me to go over alignment real quick? Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. So, you know, you have uh, top to bottom, you have good neutral evil. Um, and in terms of like a puppy, good. Uh, there's like a puppy in danger. Good would be you save the puppy. Neutral would be leave the puppy to its fate, and evil would be you kill the puppy. Mm -hmm. uh, and then when it goes chaotic to lawful, uh, lawful is you would take this action according to principle, um, or if it was tempered or in the middle, like a neutral, it would be according to need. Uh, and if it's chaotic, it's according to impulse. So I think that makes it really clear where at minimum, between the lawful, neutral, chaotic, where Tuco goes, he's as far on the chaotic side as humanly possible. Mm. Uh, and then when it comes to, you know, save a puppy, leave it to its fate, or kill it, I I think I agree with you. Tuco would be much more on the side of, of killing the puppy. Hmm. You, you think how far down I have him is, seems about right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I have a hard time seeing anybody as like super evil, mm -hmm. um, but I don't, I think he's so chaotic that like it doesn't like he's, yeah, I don't, I don't think doing something, um, you know, I don't think saving a puppy would ever cross his mind. I mm. think he would, he would kill it as soon as look at it. So yeah, I think that, I think that's a very fair spot to put him. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't really see him putting him as more evil, like the ultimate evil here. Yeah. Uh, mostly because he definitely is going to do a bunch of evil shit, but I don't think he's going to go out of his way to do stuff. Like, I think it's more like reactionary. Like, you know, he sees a puppy and he's like, fuck you, puppy. But he's not going to go like to, a, I don't know, a, 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 puppy, a puppy shelter and start kicking them, you know? Yeah, and that's where the impulse I think comes in. Yeah, because um, yeah. it's it's not you know he doesn't do these things on principle. He does it just because it crosses his mind, and he doesn't have any impulse control. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move on to the next character here. So we're gonna roll this die. Oh, actually, got updates this to nineteen, and we got fourteen. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Whew. 
Now, this one is an interesting one here. Up on the docket today, we have Lewis. Okay. Uh, obviously, we know where this is going, right? Mm. I mean, should, should we just do it? I mean... Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's just say what everyone's thinking here. Mm-hmm. Lewis, perhaps the son of God, maybe he is God himself. Uh, maybe he's the baby when it comes down to it. That's true. But if we think Is about it, he, he's just given so much to us. How could we, you know, do anything to get back? Uh, there's there's very few times in the history of writing, in the history of, you know, obviously television, that there's a character that you can relate to and still feels unattainable. Mm. Um, and that feels so fully fleshed out and, and complete whilst barely getting any screen time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, he's always there in, you know, every scene he's, he's involved. You may not see him physically, but it's like just his presence. The idea of Lewis, the, the, the. Platonic mm. ideal of Lewis. Mm. Yeah, just incredible. So as far as alignment goes, uh, I think this one would probably be uh, definitely good. Uh, and do you think he would be lawful or do you think he'd be neutral? Because I'm always kind of deetering between the two is because I think Lewis is like like a good judge like like he's going to give people the benefit of the doubt if it's appropriate like like he can judge the character right so i don't think he's going to be completely by the books would that put him more towards the neutral side or would that still make him waffle the reasoning is is what comes down to so is he good according to the need of somebody or is he good according to principle hmm. according to something regardless of need Hmm. Hmm. I would probably say principle. And he's lawful. He's lawful. Good. Okay. Do you agree with my assessment here then? Yeah. Yeah, I do. All right. I do. Excellent. Excellent. I mean, that's all we can really say. I mean, really, there's no words to describe him. That's true. All right. Moving on to the next character here. We got number 11, which is... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. We have Crazy A, also known as Domingo. Now, Domingo, uh, Crazy A, I, I don't know what to call him, but I, I think for me, he's actually w- the most pivotal character in this season. Like, even more so than Tuco, because, like, he's only there for a couple episodes, and you could say that maybe he wasn't, like, like wasn't like super interesting and everything like that but i think that's what makes it super like relatable right because you can't have walt's first like kill like that like someone he kind of had to take on the position to do like the act like he and jesse even flipped a coin over it sacred law like if if he was just this evil asshole or super interesting character like it might kind of make that scene less impactful but he's an ordinary guy cop in the meth business he's not good necessarily 
but he's not totally evil. Like he kind of puts you where, where Walt's heart is. And I think that's where I just like love this character. The actor also just an incredible job, the way he portrays everything. Like, I think plot wise, he just does so much. Meter, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, as a, a character of the plot, like what he symbolizes in the he in a way he symbolizes Breaking Bad, right? Mm. Like he symbolizes the breaking point because for a couple episodes they kind of jump around this this whole scenario of him being you know chained up in a in the basement and that they know they need what he knows what needs to be done and but isn't able to get himself to do it. And it's, it's just, it's so important to the plot and to Walter and his journey through season one to see Domingo and how Walter handles that. And maybe he's going to release him and then ends up having, feeling like he has to kill him because he's going to exact revenge. I think as a plot device to turn up the gas on Walter's situation, Walter's situation, and he's absolutely pivotal. Mm. So to give my rating, if you're ready, I would actually, this might surprise people, I'm going to put him in uh, Lewis territory here. Wow. I think he's just so integral to this first season. Like, I, I don't think this first season could have been as good if we didn't have those events play like that, like I think it's just so essential to Walt as a character and so essential to, you know, us viewing this world. Like I, I think it's just perfect. Again, I'm not saying he's the best character here, but for what he's doing for this plot and for everything that happened in this actor and just everything that's portrayed, I, I think it's just flawless. Yeah. I mean, for season, for season one, Domingo, I man, I think I have to. Agree. I think I have to agree. Um, just such so pivotal to to the progression of of the story between Walt and Jesse and and what they're doing, their descent. <laughs> descent. What, was that an episode title? I think it might have been. I don't think so. Oh wait, I'm thinking of Attack on Titan. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. All right. So when we go over to the alignment chart. This one will be a little bit more difficult to do simply because we didn't see as much screen time of him. Uh, he definitely, to me, seems like he is more towards the evil side. Not nearly as much as Tuco, but he also seems like he's kind of more by the books. Uh, I, I might put him right here. Meter, where are you thinking? Um, I don't know. It's super hard. Um... I know. So he is able to, to like, he's conning uh, Walter through all of this, but Walter's also his, you know, kidnapper, but he also had a gun to Walter's head. Now, how much of all of that was impulse versus principle? Was it his principle that, you know, snitches get stitches? And, <laughs> but like, Walt wasn't a part of that. So did he really need to be, you know, extradited in that way? I, th I think I agree with the the evil side, um, but yeah, I mean that's not a not a bad spot for him. Maybe even a little more towards neutral, but mm -hmm. yeah, I'm on board with I'm on board with uh, just a little a little on the evil side and uh, a little on the lawful side. 
Yeah, yeah. He definitely does not get give off the chaotic chaotic energy, but at the same time, you know, comparing anyone to Tuco, he's not. You know, they're not gonna compare too well on that side. Yeah. So this might be a good spot for him. All right, going on to the next character. I think it's 17, not 18. All right, and we got number four. This one, a little bit easier to get to. Ooh, this one will be a good one right here. So we have Marie. Meter, tell me a little bit about Marie. Marie, Marie likes to be involved in everything. Uh, she likes to have... She likes to have attention on her. Uh, she likes to feel like she is important. Um, Skylar's sister married to to Hank, and uh, she really likes purple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, for me, Marie is really interesting because when I first saw this first season, you know, ten years ago, whatever it was, like I thought she was kind of like a no nothing character. We you know, like who cares. But kind of seeing her through this, and also kind of partly because of our discussion, like she 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 is just so interesting to me because her part of her character, she kind of just takes the spotlight from things, or at least that's what Skyler says. And I kind of feel like that's the case. Like she does kind of take the spotlight away from a lot of different situations. And it, it for me, it's really kind of hard to judge her. With, with, let's put it this way, because I, I I think I'm tempted to put her lower in like the B territory. But part of me wants to put her in like the A or Lewis territory because it, it, it's like she's not in it for that long, but you understand her. You see how she, her brain works. Like, and you're never like disappointed. Like, she just throws these wrenches into things. It's just so interesting to watch. So, I, I'm kind of mm. floundering where I'm going to put her at the moment. But, uh, Meter, I'd love to hear where you might put her. I mean, I agree with you, but I think to put him. To put her at the very top is an insult to Lewis. I feel like she's if uh, something that I always try and go back to is if they didn't exist in the story, could mm. the story progress? And I think yes, when it comes to Marie, I love her character. I think she is important, but I don't think the house falls down without her. Mm. Um, I think she moves the plot in a lot of interesting ways. She adds monkey wrenches to it, like you're saying. Uh, but I don't. I don't think she's the foundation of the plot, and for that reason, I can't put her in the top two at all. Um, I re I really like the character of Marie, but as far as importance to the story goes, I think she's she's much lower on that B, maybe C. Okay. Uh, if you were to put a letter to her, um. So this is where I will go to my own biases and I will I'll lean her towards B because I do like her as a character. Um and I think what she does specifically in that one scene where she's flip-flops half the room um in a 10 angry men or 12 angry men or whatever style um when they're talking about what to do about Walt, I think that scene in and of itself, like she kind of stole the spotlight from that. Um, mm. So that's, I'll, I'll keep her in a B. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you talked me off the Lewis ledge. So I don't think she's going to be long there. Cause you're, cause you're right. Like she's not essential to the plot. She doesn't have to exist in this and things happen about the same. So I guess the question is, for me, A or B, 
and I, I think I'm going to put her in A territory just because I think yeah, for, for me, this is probably going to come down to bias too, because you know, that's where I was going to have to, the breaking point is going to be where you're kind of a bit uncertain, but I think the actress does a really good job. And I think mm-hmm. she's just so fun to watch, especially all her facial expressions. Like whenever she's on the screen, I get kind of happy because you're just like, you're not sure what's going to happen. Like, like, like it feels weird to say that because uh, I, I, didn't think she was anything of a character prior, but now I'm just, I'm just so like intrigued to watch. So for me, I'll put her in A territory. That's fair. Now, if we come to the alignment here, uh, there she is. So where would you think Marie might go? Oh, um, I feel like she's more on the chaotic side. And I don't, I feel like I want to say good, but I don't know that I can. Like she's she's always I don't think she's evil. But sh- I think she's also like willing to do bad things for her own pleasure and gain. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know she also was willing to go and put herself out on a ledge to try and help her sister. And they are always she's always trying to add, whether it's for her trying to feel important herself or not. Like, she is trying to add to help people. So I might lean her towards good a little bit. Um, that would be that would be my ranking. So about, like, right here? Yeah, somewhere in there. Okay. So I think I would probably agree. Uh, I'd probably put her maybe closer to the waffle side. And, of course, you don't have control over this, so it's a little bit harder for you to no. get pinpoint. But I would probably say she's a bit more over to the lawful side, but she's definitely yeah. chaotic. And I, I think what you said there is definitely true. I, I don't think she's going to do evil necessarily, but she's kind of in it for herself. Yeah. She, she is willing to sacrifice a little bit there. Like it, I forget if it was a season. I hope it was. But there's a scene where they kind of came to terms. And Marie like said, I'm a big fat liar. Sorry. And like... It took so much for her to do that, but she did it because she did care about her sister in that relationship. So I, I think it does put her maybe not on so much the selfish side, so maybe on the good side. But yeah, d- definitely very selfish and very self-centered. I, I don't I don't mind putting her closer towards the, the apex. I, I don't have a problem with that. On huh? Closer to the lawful side. I think that's a good spot. Okay. So let's get to the next character. We have 16. We have number 10. Who is? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Oh. We have quite the character right here. We have none other than the baby. Oh, the baby. But we already ranked Lewis. Okay. If you want to be clear about this it's not been confirmed at least yet that lewis and the baby are the same person you know son of christ he might be but whether the same son is the son that will deliver us from all hell and torment who knows the bible's not really clear about that but uh the baby is maybe a bit of a mean character right now so it's kind of hard to rank it but at the same time i, th- I think the baby has it's kind of like the, the background of the plot. Like the baby is a character in of itself. And mm-hmm. you made many points, Peter, that 
there's the baby room and that baby room has so much symbolism here and it, it kind of proliferates throughout the whole plot and the same True. way that cancer does too like baby and cancer are kind of very similar in how they actually affect the plot mechanistically yeah yeah i mean the baby like represents so much i think the baby as a device of the plot is absolutely integral because it represents the future uh, it represents a lot of it represents the the innocence of of the the new life um it represents walt's future uh and it's a lot of what Walt says is driving him towards everything he's doing is to make sure that the baby, uh, and you know, his family, but a lot of it, the baby is going to be okay. Mm. Um, I think as a, you know, that it really drives a lot of people, um, within the plot, not just Walt, but especially Walt. Mm. Mm. Now putting the baby here on a ranking is kind of difficult to do because it's an amorphous character at the moment. Uh, not been born yet, if it will be born at all. Uh, but I would probably give the baby a ranking of like maybe, maybe a B, uh, maybe a C, probably a B here. And I'm choosing a B because it's very integral to the plot, but in, in this is probably just an issue of putting on a character ranking. It's just a little too amorphous here. Like, like the full effect of the baby and what it contributes is kind of hard to see. It, it's like you more like see like the the butterfly effect of it as opposed to any direct effects. Like no, nothing is ever clearly this is for the baby, but it's always like this is for the baby. Yeah, uh, it's so hard. I want to put the baby in docket. Um, how about man? I feel like B is a good is a good spot because, but when it comes to importance, like. I feel like the baby's more important than Marie. Mm -hmm. I, it's it's ludicrous for me to say the character of the baby in season one of Breaking Bad is an A rank character. I can't do that. Yeah, it, it's gonna have to go B. I mm -hmm. said the words out loud and it felt wrong. Mm -hmm. I can't. <laughs> A tier character, the baby from Breaking Bad season one. <laughs> Hot yeah. take. <laughs> And if we're being real, I put you in the situation. So, hey, <laughs> hard choices. Uh, we're going to quickly kind of skip past the ranking here or the character alignment. Let's just put the baby in neutral. Perfect. Do we agree on that's that? What I was, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Okay. You, you know, and I think just to give a little bit on that. I think the baby kind of is a metaphor for Walt at this point where kind of like – new to the world or new to this world kind of reborn and it could go any which way you know whether walt is going to become evil good you know who knows what it, it's kind of just up for a, a, a coin toss now we could say that maybe walt has made that coin flip certain way but yeah yeah that, that's just my thinking there let's move on to the next character number eight Ooh, this one is interesting right here. So we have Gretchen. Now, Gretchen, for those who don't remember, she is uh, Walt's former girlfriend, lover, we think. It's, it's not exactly clear, but uh, she 
was the girl in that flashback uh, when Walt was just talking about chemistry. And then we also see a couple scenes where Walt is kind of interacting with her. Uh, and Elliot's uh, wife as well. So, uh, Meter, g- give me some general thoughts on Gretchen. Um, she seems like she's supposed to be important, but we don't learn much. It's all in, like, vagities. Uh-huh. Um, and it feels like there's a lot there that is still unexplored in season one. Uh-huh. And to me, it, like, leaves me being like, I hope they do explore that in season two. Like, and we find out, like, what's kind of going on there and what some of the backstory is. But as season one is in and of itself, I don't think she's particularly important. Uh, we have a couple of really good scenes with her. Uh, nothing against, you know, the the actress or, or the writing even. I don't think she was written badly. I just don't think she's particularly important at this point in the story. Mm-hmm. I, I think I would agree with that too. And there's definitely some intrigue in there. Like what was Ball's relationship with Gretchen? And uh, wait, like how, how, how would this play out later? But it, you could probably introduce her in season two and you wouldn't know the difference. So... I myself, I think I'd put her in a C category. All right, I'm uh, I'm putting her in Badger. Badger. Yep, it's fair. I, I think I think if she disappeared from the plot, it would be zero difference in season one. Hmm. Hmm. My hope is that by you know season two, season three, whatever, um, where I feel differently about that, uh, and she becomes a, a more important character, but I don't. I have no idea. Hmm. So right, right. So if you go on to the uh, the alignment chart, this one kind of hard to do because not a lot there to go off of. Yeah, uh, I would probably put her at uh, maybe waffle good around here. I, I think she's average, if, if anything. You know, I don't think I got any like evil signs from her. I don't think I got any like too much chaotic signs. So maybe right there, but this is just stab in the woods. Yeah, I mean, she seemed pretty lawful, at least in like her. She seemed like she had like a scientific approach to things. So I'm good with the lawful side. I might like her and Elliot agreed to like give him give like pay for all of Walt's treatment and like. So I feel like that leans way more towards good, but where we don't know some of the backstory, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. To be like, is that guilt? So, or is that like, does she, is there blackmail on her maybe? Like, who knows what the reasoning there is. I, I'm satisfied with where you have it because I don't think there is enough information about Gretchen. Hmm. Hmm. Right. Yep. Completely agree on that. So let's move on to the next character. Ten. This is never going to give you an easy, like, one or... <laughs> It's going to make you count every single time. I feel it. Hold hold on. I can count by twos, right? Two, four, six, eight, ten. Ten. We have the doctor. So this is the oncologist, I believe he is. Uh, He has a name, but uh, I don't have it right now. But uh, he is... I'd, I'd say definitely a background character, but a very important character. And I think he does a lot to 
kind of have not like Walt not freak out a lot because there's a way you could play this whole thing out with the cancer and everything where it creates like a, a lot of fear and everything in 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 that character or the doctor kind of starts stealing some of the spotlight here but i think the, the doctor does, does a really good job in kind of just giving things in a very calm even reasonable tone and making you feel at ease though i'm going to tell you some really bad news too but it's okay because we're going to do our best to everything things blah 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 so like he's kind of a hard character right to rank because for me like i definitely can't put him in a or lewis territory but i think for what he adds to the plot and the fact that he needs to be there i think he does a perfect job of it i don't know i i don't know that i can agree with you on basically any of your points <laughs> what <laughs> really <laughs> i it seems this seems like uh, this seems like another meme in that regard because, like, you could take that doctor and replace him with anybody else, and it would be the exact same thing. Like, it, the doctor feels very replaceable, forgettable. If you had didn't have his picture there, I would zero percent be able to tell you what he looked like. Like, wow. there, I don't think that the doctor. Now, just to just to backpedal a little bit. I think what the doctor does do is as a plot device is allow cancer to be talked about in uh, like allow them to check in on the cancer, if you will, the cancer as a character. Uh Um, So in a way he kind of is the cancer. (laughs) He's like the, the pulse of the cancer. Um, But I think that, he, I I just don't think the doctor in and of itself is particularly important. Um, so I would have to I'm gonna have to put him badger. Put him badger. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is a big disagreement. I didn't think we'd have this much of a disagreement, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's just my affinity for this actor. But every time he's on screen, you know, like I'm just like, yeah, I'd want this guy as a doctor. Definitely agree. Definitely agree with that. But as a character in the show. Hmm. Take him or leave him. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm going between B and C right now. I, I was honestly thinking B, but uh, I think he brought me down to C, if I'm being oh, real. Oh, man. you poor doctor. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think he could be replaced by anybody else. I think for, for what he's doing, it makes perfect sense. But, yeah, I, I guess you could... You could maybe even cut him out and just like have the whole thing with cancer. Like I guess he's kind of an exposition machine in some ways. Here's here's my thing. If we heard this in a phone call, would it make any difference? Hmm. If if they if Walt and Skyler over breakfast one morning when Walt Jr. goes to school have a conversation, oh, the doctor called and said, blah, blah, blah. Like, would it really make a difference? I argue no. That's that's my badger stance. Yeah, I, I I think it would mostly because I think just the doctor's reassuring tone and the way he handles like the subject material kind of it, it it kind of allows Walt to reflect off of that. Interesting. So that that's just my reasoning, but uh, we'll move on to the character alignment again. This one won't really be too easy, hard to do. I don't know, but I think he would probably be. Uh, here. Yep. 
yeah, definitely good, uh, and definitely seems pretty lawful by the books. I'm sure he does maybe a couple things, you know, like <laughs> you're just wildly <laughs> speculating. <laughs> I'm sure he probably speeds sometimes. <laughs> it, 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 I just got an impression. I mean, he's yeah. probably a cool dude out of work. Like maybe I don't know. Maybe he gambles a lot. I mean, not that that's yeah. bad, but look at that tie. I think he's got it's like a, a bad streak. Actually, gamble. That is a pretty nice tie. It's a gambler's tie right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the next one. Maybe this one will be number one. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We have, I believe it's a combo. Combo. Uh, so combo... What what do we know about Combo? I think Combo's in what like one scene. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, him and Skinny Pete are at Jesse's, and he likes doing meth. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's pretty much what I think all we know about Combo. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I don't think he was supposed to be in this one. I think he was supposed to be in the season two one. Well, uh, he's in this one. But uh, he's yep, he's in this one. Uh, I would say he does a little bit to show. Je- like who's Jesse's friends are yeah, and kind of what does. they're like. He doesn't really have a character though. Yeah. So I I, I would put him in bad here. Yeah, he's as replaceable as the doctor. I agree. Doctor <sighs> Combo. <laughs> okay, keeping in my disagreement. Uh, if we're Doctor Com- Gretchen Combo. <laughs> Sorry. So, if we put them on a ranking scale, where might you think? Hard to do based off the little interaction. Uh, yeah, I mean, really hard. So, I would have to put him neutral on the good, neutral, evil, because I don't know that we know anything enough about him. Um, I might lean him a little more towards chaotic, mm-hmm. just because he's willing to do meth. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I'd put him here. Uh, I, I think he is... Probably not a great guy. I mean, maybe not terrible, but, you know, I, I don't think I'd trust him too much. Uh, and he definitely seems a little chaotic, but uh, I don't know. You put I, him on the same level as Domingo? As a guy who tried to murder Walt? Uh, Fascinating. Yeah. yeah. I, I I could see him going down that route if it came to it. Okay. It's wild speculation, you know, to be clear about that, but just... just just, just my reading. Okay. All right. So we're going to roll the next character here. Let's see. It's going to be and stop. Oh, whoa. You cheated. Now, this one oh, will man. be an interesting one to discuss here. This, this is, is the ham and the potatoes. I like both of those. Well, how do you feel about Walt? Well, my thoughts about Walt, it's really complicated here because... I think Walt is he, – he is probably the best character, I would say, in the show, you know, outside of Lewis because there's so much transition that he that, – that's made with him and so many, like, conflicting things. But you can see just where the character is going at every kind of point. Like, you never, like, don't understand what he's doing or don't kind of – okay, maybe there's some points where – 
you're a little bit more unclear, but you can kind of see where he's thinking. And you can also see he's very smart. Like, he's written to be smart, but he also is, you know, smart. Like, it's not something where you're like, oh, yeah, this character just happens to be smart. He's, he's a smart guy. But, no, you, you see that he's a smart guy. And you kind of see these passions, all these different aspects. He's very, very multidimensional, very, very layered. And I, I think that maybe this character would not be nearly as compelling if it wasn't flawlessly executed by Brian Cranston. Like, he just took what was there and just, like, amped up to, like, uh, 11. Like, like it's just really incredible to watch the facial expressions, like, the little transitions, the little subtleties. And, like, you can see, like, the mind working in the background. And... Like, like it's hard for me to like take him outside of that role. At least when he's dressed up as this, you know, when he's dressed up as uh, Hal from Malcolm in the Middle, a little bit different, a little bit of a different, you know, look and everything. He's younger, but uh, there's way too much to say about uh, the Walt as a character here. Uh, whether he is a good guy or a bad guy, it, I don't know. That's kind of left to be unseen. But you know, I think I'm definitely rooting him for him at you know during the season, maybe in an anti-hero kind of way, but d- d- definitely in some sort of way. Hmm. And I mean, as far as importance to the plot goes, <laughs> I he is the plot. Um, so I I mean, excellently written, excellently executed, like next level execution by by Brian Cranston. Um, season one, Walter White is Lewis level. No no question in my mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, I think that's where probably both put him here. I think mean, it's the second easiest one I've had to rank. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're not going to go super in-depth on his character, unlike some of the other characters with this one, only because we've done that plenty of times yeah. uh, here, and it would take way too long. Uh, so definitely check out the other videos we made if you want to see more on Walter. Now, this one is going to be really, really tough to rank here on the okay. character alignment. Okay. I want to hear your thoughts, Peter, because I, I have no idea. Uh, I think right off the bat, lawful. Um, everything he does is according to principle. Um, you know, he always has a reason for doing things, and it's always based around some sort of a principle he has. Now, whether that principle is moral or not is a different fish, but there's always some sort of principle involved in that. Um, is that agreeable? Yeah, yeah, I think I would agree with that. Now, would he save the puppy, leave the puppy to its fate, or kill the puppy? Uh, I mean, we literally watched him murder a man. Um, that was pretty wild. We watched him blow up a place. Um, now, were these was the reason there because it was the right thing to do or just for the fuck of it? I'd say no. I think season one, Walter White is kind of neutral mm-hmm. which is is weird to think that a man who can murder somebody on screen chain him chain him by the neck with a bike lock in a basement and then strangle him to death with that bike lot lock is neutral hmm. i don't know maybe i think i might have just convinced myself a little evil <laughs> hmm. yeah yeah i think i might play some maybe like this here and my thinking with that is I, I do think he is lawful I think he has a reason but he's a bit more 
towards the neutral side because I think he can convince himself of like for any reason. Like, like I, I think if he wants to do something, he can find that reason to do that thing. So whether that is lawful or not, I don't know, but I, I think it does make him a little bit chaotic. Uh, I would agree that he is definitely more towards the neutral side. He's mostly caring about himself. Part of what he cares about is his family, or at least he's, that's what he says. So I, I think that's more selfish reasoning than it is a... Like, like a good I don't think he's striving for something good I think he's striving for what he wants and I think he has a tilt to the evil side because he seems like he's willing to do it and this is where things get a little bit confusing because are you evil because you're malicious or are you evil because you're willing to take malicious actions that's hmm. really good that's a really good question so I think the thing that leans him towards evil is when he blows up that guy's car yep. just because the guy was a dick. Mm-hmm. I do disagree in leaning towards chaotic. I cannot think of a single thing he does that is not based on principle. That is not – that is just based on his impulses. Hmm. Maybe blowing up the car, but even then that was very premeditated – he, you saw him; those seeds planted back at the bank, like way early in the episode, and this was much, much later. Um, I, I feel like he is—he's very much on the lawful side when it comes to why he makes his decision. His decisions—it's very principle-based. It's not based off of impulse. Hmm. So okay. maybe we can split the difference. Yeah, yeah, I, I think agree. I, yeah, I think you should be a little bit more over there. Now, would you say he's more or less evil at this point than uh, Domingo? I think a little bit less mm-hmm. because Domingo was the aggressor in the altercation that ended with, you know, uh, the murder. I think Domingo was would have murdered just because Walt was an inconvenience. And to kill Domingo, Walt like really struggled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I think season one, Walter White is pretty much right where you have him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he would have probably tried to find some peaceful way out if he could have. Like. Yeah. But he didn't have that choice, and he's being more forced into making these actions. But he still leaned towards leans towards that evil, and also kind of like you said with the car scene, he has that vindication, like like. He he got off a bit about like on doing that, and I think yeah. the same thing when he blew up the building too. Like he kind of got off on that power a bit. Yeah, and, and what that means, I don't know. I think we've talked about that a lot. A what lot. it could mean, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that's probably a good place to put him. That man ranking him on the the alignment chart is difficult. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really interested to see where we're gonna rank him in the later seasons. All right, next character we got. Oh, my fucking god, eleven. Oh, that's the last one. That's easy. Is it? Yeah, oh. it's eleven out of eleven. Wow. Oh, meter. You can't math. <laughs> so we got Hank. Now Hank is a tough character to judge here. He's a real asshole. He seems like he's good at his job. Uh, but 
we've had a disagreement here because I don't feel he's shown as that competent at his job. Maybe in a couple points, but he he is definitely very fleshed out. Hmm. I'm having a hard time getting my thoughts together about Hank. Uh, how would you describe Hank, Peter? I really like Hank. I think he is a well-written character in season one as a low simmering threat. Uh, he is the background noise threat to what Walter is doing um, in that it's going, it would take a lot for Hank to suspect Walter. He looks right through him in that regard. But I think that that is, that kind of adds like a little edge to the story and to Walter and, and it, it, I think Hank also shows the side of Walter that is like the previous conception of pre-cancer Walt. Of this is where what Walt was. Like how how Hank perceives Walt is how Hank is how Walt used to be, and it kind of shows a stark contrast to what we end up seeing at the end of season one. With, you know, blowing up a building, blowing up a guy's car, uh, doing massive deals, standing up to drug dealers who will sooner kill you as look at you, like murdering mm -hmm. a man. Could you – I think it's important that we have Hank who could never see that in Walt to really understand how far Walt has come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You're selling me on the fact that he's integral to the plot here. And – I don't think we've seen in the season how he might... I think I see the potential. Uh, so I think I see the potential in how he could be integral here, but it's not made entirely explicit, but it still creates that intrigue. Hmm. This one I'm struggling with a lot, as you can probably tell. Yeah. So where would you rank him if you were to rank him? Um, well, I am going to rank him. Um, probably A, because uh, I, I'm waffling between A and B. Uh -huh. I'm going to put him A because I think I like the actor. I think he does a really good job playing a character who is both good and bad simultaneously at what they do, um, who is both very sharp and aloof simultaneously, I think, to and very, he's likable and relatable while also being insufferable. I think he, like, he bridged, he is so polarizing to me. I hate and like him at the same time hmm. that I I really like that in a character. I think that is, has, has some depth to a character. Hmm. I think I, I agree with everything you're saying. I think he's going to have to be a B for me, though. Okay. And I think the reason is because he just, like, at least at this point right here in season one, he might change in season two or season three or wherever. He just doesn't seem that competent to me. And I don't think they sell beyond the fact that he would be a threat to Walt or to the future endeavors. Like, he's maybe a threat because he's close to Walt. He's maybe a threat because he's DA agent and a cop, but... I, I think that threats this there in general. The only thing that makes it more threatening is maybe the 
the uh, the proximity, but it also kind of seems like he's m- maybe not as good at his job as he would need to be. There's a couple of points where he, they do indicate that he is good at what he does. Like he mm-hmm. finds that uh, bit of meth in the car thing when mm-hmm. uh, Gomez, you know, didn't see it there. Yeah. So they, they do do things, but I, you know, I just don't think it sells me on that aspect of his character necessarily. So I think I think the fact that he is less of a threat, I think he is less of a threat to Walt than an unnamed, you know, just the thought of the DEA is. Mm-hmm. He's less of a threat than the DEA itself is, and I think that's what makes him a good character. Because he is lowering, like Walt has less chance of being caught at doing this thing than anybody else because he's so close to him. Because hmm. he has this stigma. Hmm. I see. I see. And so that's that's kind of the thing that maybe it gives Walt an edge. Yeah, a little bit of an edge, a little bit of leeway. Yeah. It's almost like one of those shows. I mean, this is not what's happening in the show, but <laughs> kind of like. Uh, two characters are friends and they're kind of fighting each other. You know, like one's yeah. a detective, one's like the perpetrator and they kind Cat of like and get information from each other. Yep. So, so kind of like that a little bit, but not Classic quite. death note. Yeah. Damn it. You knew what I was referencing. <laughs> so if we're to put Hank on the ranking here, I would say, hmm, I would say he's west towards the waffle side. Because uh, I think he's this, I, like, he enforces a lot. And that might make you think, oh, yeah, he's definitely lawful. He definitely has rules and everything. But I, I think he enforces rules, but he doesn't really care about the rules as much. Like, I think he'd be willing to enforce a lot of different rules, you know, if that's just what it was. Like, hey, you know, just with the past. Come on, buddy. Uh, but I, I do think he has a good heart is a thing. Like, I, I think he's not really willing to do evil so much. So I might put him around here. Yeah. Yep. I think he is less principled than Walt. I think he's willing to, I think he is very principled, but I think it is less, less than in his decision-making process than Walt is. Mm. Uh, And yeah, I think, I think he would save, he would go in and save the puppy every single time. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of interesting because it's so weird to have a character that, I mean, outside the doctor here, and let's just, oh, outside these two, and let's just forget about those two for the moment. Yeah. Like, he's the goodest character that we've ranked so far. And it's kind of strange because yeah. Hank is probably the biggest asshole. Okay, maybe Two Coats the biggest asshole here, but, you know, he's kind of the biggest asshole out of this bunch. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, when it when he needs to, you know, when when somebody needs to be protected or something needs to be handled, um, somebody needs to be trusted. Like Hank is the guy that that people go to. Um, but you're right; like he is, he, he's an unlikable asshole. But also, like he's not, mm-hmm. and and that's why I, you know that's why I ranked him in the A. Hmm. Fascinating. Oh, man, you're making me want to change my rating, but it, it no. is what it is. You're good. All right. Lucky number five. One, two, three, four. Oh, on the back docket today, we have meter, drum roll. Badger, badger, badger. 
holy shit. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but that was incredible. Thank you. That was special effects for you. I'm doing a little Foley work. <laughs> All right, Mater, tell me a bit about Badger. Badger. See, Badger, you hate Badger for some reason. Um, I don't. I think I like I like Badger. I think he is an important I think he is an important character in season one. Um he kind of he shows up and kind of represents where Jesse was and kind of shows Jesse's growth. Um and uh he's very he's inept, he's incompetent. Um but I think that's an important character for for the story and for for Jesse um and for the development. Uh he doesn't get much screen time. Uh he's in what one episode? Mm-hmm. Maybe two. Um and you know, but I think it's it's an important one. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I he's definitely a good plot device to show how far Jesse's come and he does a very perfect job at that. But he's also his own character too. Like he, he's not just like oh Jesse like you know a week ago, but he's like this guy you knew from high school, and whenever you're around him, he made you slightly uncomfortable, and <laughs> he plays that part perfectly. Like I, I, I have a bias against him because he just does make me really uncomfortable. Like because it, it's like I just feel like Jesse. It's just like, dude, come on, let's just do this. Like, I've had situations where I've dealt with that. But, you know, I don't think that really means he's a bad character. It just means that, you know, he, he's doing perfect for what he's supposed to be doing in this plot. Yeah. So, no. where would you rank him here, Meter? C. C? Yeah, I think I might agree with you. I think I'm going to put him in C. Okay. Uh, well, I, I, okay. I know. Obviously, you think put him in badger, right? I think you created a badger category and then didn't put badger in it. Like, what does it even mean now? You gave a speech meter. It convinced me. I give a speech on every one of these characters. <laughs> That's okay. funny. Uh, well, if okay, my badger rating right here is more for how I feel about badger. Mm-hmm. than it is about like an objective ranking it just okay. so happens that the lewis one happens to coincide with my feelings also okay i understand them much better now okay okay so if we're to put badger on a scale here uh it's a little bit hard to judge he's definitely more towards the chaotic side let's say he's way more chaotic yeah I mean, he shoots a crossbow at the RV as it's driving away. Like, the guy's wild. Less than Tuco, for certain. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if we can really judge how good evil is. Like, I'd, I'd say he has a bent towards the evil side. Yeah. But we don't really seem to... Uh, no, actually, he shot the crossbow at Jesse. Yeah. But that's kind of, like, ignorant. Like, it's just kind of, like, chaoticness, right? Like, I, I don't even think he has thoughts going on in his head when that happened i just think it was just, <laughs> just pure chaos yeah oh geez okay I, what, what would you say where would you put him on the evil side i'd probably put him um on i'd probably put him very neutral mm-hmm. um 
if there's any lean towards evil, it would be a tiny bit, but I don't even know if I would say there's that. I think he would very much be a hands-off, like whatever happens, happens. It's none of my business hmm. type of deal. Hmm. If you saw a, you know, a puppy, he wouldn't save it. He wouldn't actively go out and try and kill it. He would just be like, okay, there's a puppy. Let's eat Cheetos. Like, Yeah, yeah. And I think you agree with that. So uh, is this, this is the fair place to have him? Yeah, that's a fair place to have him. All right. Cool, cool. Going backwards. Nine. Let's see where we go. One, two, three. Oh, we got seven. So I'm going to use your trick here. See, ready? Because we have nine, eight, seven. Ooh. Now we got the other amorphous character here, and that character is Crystal Meth. Oh. Okay. Tell me about Meth, Nathan. So Meth is kind of like the main driving force of this plot in a lot of ways. But kind of not, right? So they're using meth as a vehicle to get the money, to kind of get the power, you know, whatever it is. Like Tuco and also uh, Crazy Eight and some of the other characters, they're they're dealing with meth. Yeah, Jesse's friends are dealing with it. But I really don't think the show actually deals with meth that much, really. We see some bad effects. We go to the Roach Motel and we see some ill effects there. We see Jesse get panicked. Uh, we see that Tuco kind of goes a little bit crazy, but Tuco's just kind of crazy. So I, I, I think meth is more like a medium for these plot dynamics than it is like a central focus. Uh, like th this could be honestly, like instead of having a story about meth, this could be a story about like committing uh, uh, some sort of fraud, right? Financial fraud or maybe like smuggling... Uh, puppies across the border okay maybe not that but you know like I, I think you could have something else other than meth and the fact that it's meth i think does when some interesting sort of things going on like is that that's one thing that's just not respectable but uh, i i feel like meth is kind of the least at least uh i don't think it's integral to the plot necessarily okay i disagree I think meth is important. Um, you couldn't have this be about fraud. You couldn't have this be about smuggling because the entire point of the meth is the science for Walt. That's mm -hmm. what makes him so good at it is he, he has the chemistry mind. And chemistry is very important to, uh, to this plot so far. Um, you know, he's a chemistry teacher for all that stuff. Um, but we see that that's like part of how his brain works. And I think, you know, you have the obvious direct uh, tra literal translation of, of chemistry um, between, you know, like uh, chemistry between people or um, anything like that. I think there's also a grayness to meth where some people would be like, oh, well, it's not that bad. Some people would be like meth is the worst thing in the world. Um, it can kill people, but it also doesn't necessarily kill people. Like it could be okay in some situations. Like I know I would be like, I'm fine with us legalizing it and taxing it and allowing safe places for people to do it in a, in a libertarian type way. But I know, you know, not everyone's going to feel that way. I think it's, it's polarizing and it's kind of like, you know, the, the, 
I think it kind of symbolizes some of the some of the plot as a whole in it's dangerous in large quantities or left unchecked. Hmm. And I think that's kind of what makes it being a, a powerful drug, one that like psychs things up uh, and, you know, a, a, one of those accelerants in a way. Uh, and it's dangerous to make. It's toxic to make. There's, I think there's a lot about meth that makes meth important to Breaking Bad. Hmm. Yeah, let me think about that for a second here. Because I, th- I think you're making some really good points. And yeah, yeah. You, you kind of got me going with the, the chemistry point. Because, you know, while being chemistry, also rational and everything. And I guess there's the idea of the drug. Like the drug is a literal like uh, analog for the drug that people are getting off on throughout this whole season. Like mm-hmm. while it's getting off the drug of, say, aggression, violence, control, whatever it might be. Marie is getting off on some sort of thing, you know, that she's kind of induced in this drug-like state. Uh, Jesse, you know, the, the claim to, you know, say, fame, let's say. Uh, Hank, you know, doing great at his job and being respected as well. You know, there's all these different sorts of things that people are getting, you know, off on and kind of getting high on. And I, I think, yeah, it kind of does, it's interesting that we have this huge speed up in progression and speed is the little thing. That's kind of causing that. So, hmm. It makes me kind of rethink where I might be on that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Now, if you're to put rank math in the ranking here, uh, as far as a amorphous character, impossible to do, but uh, let's just do yeah. it anyway. Where would you put it? Uh, either A or B. And um, I, think, I, I think I've convinced myself of A. Okay. So I think I'm going to put it somewhere similar, but I'm going to go with uh, B. Uh, you did convince me because I was going to put it in the C category uh, initially. That's kind of where I was thinking. Uh, close to Badger here, but uh, I-, I think B territory is probably about right. It is very integral. I don't think it'd be very hard to tell a similar plot without the aspect of meth. And also, it's like, it's like meth is a very specific drug. It, like it's got a very, it's already got a history to it, so hard to replace that now yeah. this one impossible to do here but meth on alignment chart <laughs> uh, uh chaotic chaotic right yep uh and i mean personally i don't i don't know that you can put good or evil to to an inanimate object i think it's how it gets used but maybe lean towards evil because it has the addictive qualities mm-hmm. um and it makes you know, everybody we've seen do it has either been paranoid or um, angry. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least season one meth, how it's been portrayed, I think has been portrayed as chaotic evil. Okay. Okay. So let's put meth right here. I think I think that's a good place. Do you agree? Uh, sure. Okay. Good enough. All right. So let's go to the next one here. And this is a five. So we have eight, nine, ten. We have Elliot back up on the docket. So wait, was it five? Yeah, five. Well, you picked six. What? Well, you. It's too late now. <laughs> oh, Elliot snuck in there. Slippery Elliot, classic, <laughs> classic <laughs> Elliot. <laughs> 
I mean, what can we say about Elliot that we haven't already said about Gretchen? I think they kind of go hand in hand, um, save for two things. One, we saw a scene with Walt and Gretchen that didn't involve Elliot. And mm-hmm. two, we saw a scene with Walt and, Gret- and Walt and Elliot that didn't involve Gretchen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I think so far he's not been super important. Um, you know, you, he ha- I think his offer to pay for Walt's, to give Walt a job showed an important thing about Walt in his pride. And for that alone, I'm going to rank him higher than Gretchen. But as an overall plot device and character, I think he is very unfleshed out um, and it's a lot left to the imagination. Yeah, yeah. I agree with everything you say. Uh, I I think I'm probably going to put him less than Gretchen. But I think it's because, like, he made the job offer and it was interesting. And he also had that little interaction with Walt at the, like, when he got the present and everything. Yeah. So he seems like a good guy, but he just kind of seems like a general, like, all right guy to me. Like, like mm-hmm. I don't think there's any intrigue about him. Like, I have some intrigue with Gretchen because I guess, like, w- you know, how, w- like, what was this interaction, this relationship he had with uh, Walt or she had? Like, what was that chemistry that was there? He were the uh, Elliot. He's just, like, some guy and he's got money and, you know, Walt has a relationship to it, but it's not really clear what that relationship is. Of course, it doesn't mean that Gretchen, or sorry, well, that Elliot's bad in any sort of way because that might get explored in a later season. But it's it's just kind of like if you didn't have him here, like I, I wouldn't know the difference. Yeah. So I'm going to put him on the, the Badger territory. Yep. And then where would you put him? C. C? Interesting. I, that- think, his, I think his exposing of Walt's pride was very, very important. Mm-hmm. Um. To, to my understanding of Walter season one. Hmm. Hmm. I think, I think you're correct about that. Cause without that, uh, event happening there, it would be, yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of showed a lot about Walt in the instance. But you're right. That is interesting that we kind of have almost opposite C and Badger. <laughs> hmm. And I apologize if I'm cutting you off at all. No, I, I can't see you on the camera. Really? I have to look over here, so. Um, All right, so we have Elliot. Elliot, I don't think we really know enough to kind of rank him, if I'm being honest. I mean, he seems like he's probably on the more good side, maybe on the lawful side, but I don't know. I mean, I'd probably probably put him literally with Gretchen because everything we know about him seems to be exactly the same as Gretchen. Offered to give Walt a job, offered to, to work with him again. Uh, and we know he's in the sciences. So, like, I assume that's lawful in that regard. Yeah. But it's a lot of assumptions. Yeah. yeah. So let's just put him there. Not that okay. that's always easy to do. All right. So we got the next one here, and we got number two. Ooh, this one should be interesting. Jessica Pinkman. <sighs> Jessica. So tell me what we know about Jessica Meter. Uh, played by Aaron Paul. Uh, exceptional work in the in the acting department. Uh, I want to want to start with that because I think him and um, Walt both did are are just really really well acted. Um, kind of a, a burnout loser who's trying to uh, who's getting back under the tutelage of a former teacher who saw potential in him that was unrealized, 
and now trying to see that potential in himself and realize it um, mm-hmm. and continuing to, to fuck up along the way, um, but actively learning um, and not maybe not being uh, given shots now because he's burned a lot of bridges in the past when he's, you know, thrown those opportunities away. Um, mm-hmm. So I think very much a, a season one, Jesse is an anti-hero who you don't want to, like you don't you don't root for him to to win the day, but you also don't root for him to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's he's relatable to a, probably to a lot of people. In the you know, you fucked up for so long that by the time you figure out it's time to get shit on track, no one believes in you anymore. Right. Uh, I think that's I think that's kind of hits on on some base in base uh, feelings for a lot of people. Hmm. <coughs> I would say he's definitely integral to the plot. And oh uh, yeah. Out of all the characters, I think he's had the most character growth here. I, I I'd say Walt has changed the most, but for me, they ask. It's hard for me with Walt because he's changed a lot, but I don't think he's grown. I think he's just, I, I don't know. He's kind of walking a path of chaos, or he's just kind of getting stuck in these holes. Whereas Jesse, you can kind of see Jesse go from where he was to being somewhat competent, you know, searching for something more. Like, he, he learns a lot from Walt, and that kind of shows, especially in the episode where we see kind of him being contrasted against with Badger. So I would say he's probably going to be definitely high up there in the rankings, but I think the question is going to be where for me. Mm. Where uh, might you rank him here? Oh, you have anything else to say? <coughs> No, I I just to say that I I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um obviously absolutely pivotal to the plot. Um I I am I'm going to put him in Lewis category. Um because I like the character. Uh and I like seeing especially when your main character in Walt is to me um not relatable in his as his actions progress like maybe he starts out fairly relatable and then goes further away I feel like Jesse started out less relatable for me and then drew towards relatable um, and I see him actively trying to be better and and I like that and I think it's a good contrast to Walt um, in his his chaos hmm. for me I, I feel like I didn't relate nearly as much to Jesse as you did uh, probably as a lot of people did to be honest and uh, obviously amazing actor I think he does what he does really well uh, so nothing to disparage that but I feel like I'm never really rooting for Jesse I feel like I'm kind of like his parents I'm just kind of like hey man get your life together you know you know, start start applying yourself and part of that might just be because I'm more seeing things from Walt's point of view than anybody else's like, like I'm not going to say I see Jesse as a loser, but I see as someone who needs to apply himself. And it, it, it's it's tough for me to put him in a ranking in that case because I don't see... like He feels like he is essential. Like, he is kind of helping. He's like a catalyst that kind of gets the plot going. Like, him and Walt, like, together, they kind of do something crazy. You know, you know, they definitely need each other. But I don't feel like he is driving. I feel like he is kind of like an ingredient you put in there at least at this mm-hmm. point that that's just my thinking so i, I i'm gonna put him I'm, I'm tempted part of me wants to say like an a minus 
Uh, I don't think he's B. I don't think he can be B here. But I, maybe B plus, A minus. So I'm going to put him in A. And that's where I think I would put him. Okay. I'm a little bit unsure, as you can tell, with my all my old interjections. Yeah. No, and I mean, that's fine. You know, I, you said he's he's not driving. He's, the, he's an ingredient. But I think he's a, he's a pivotal ingredient in that. Uh-huh. Um, I think he, he shows a lot about Walt. And I think he shows, uh, he, you know, he's kind of the introduction into, into meth as well. Hmm. You don't necessarily have to be the driving ingredient, you know, a lasagna, the, the, some of the, the spices you add to lasagna are, to me are extremely important to the final flavor of the lasagna, hmm. um, regardless of, you know, noodle, the main, the main things, noodle sauce, cheese. Yeah. Yeah, I think one thing I'll also add, just about what you said right there, is J- Jesse is definitely the heart when it comes to the Walter Jesse dichotomy. Hmm. Like, like I, I think if if Jesse wasn't there, like it was just Walt, like things might get a little bit too grating in some ways. Like w- where Jesse kind of brings in that lightness, and it's kind of weird to say that. Not like oh hey we're having fun, but <laughs> y- you know it, it, it kind of brings in a bit more humanity to it. Yeah. Okay. So as far as character ranking goes, or uh, alignment, um, Jesse, I think he definitely seems like he's more towards the lawful side, and I, I think he is more good than he is than Walt. I think he's very smart and capable, but would I put him as being... Uh, I don't know. What, what were you thinking, Meter? I don't know. It's so difficult because, I mean, I can't say that anybody who's like in in the situations that they get themselves into is good. Um, you know, season one, Jesse is neutral to evil. Uh, I would say probably like 95. Five percent, I would put towards neutral with a, a small lean towards evil. Now, lawful to chaotic is also very difficult because I think I don't know that we see him do much on principle. I think we see him do more things chaotically than than on principle, especially in the beginning. You know, when he's he's fucking the neighbor's wife while he's cooking meth, and he has milfs, 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 milfs all over his website, like. I, I might say he's more he's more towards the the chaotic neutral than than anything would be mm. my my guess on that. He does meth and wild when he's doing meth. I think he wants to be lawful. I don't think he is lawful. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's interesting. Hmm. Because I almost kind of feel like he is almost like a what was that saying like a water fits the area it contains or something i don't know what it is but mm. like I, th- I feel like jesse wherever he is he kind of like reflects that back like if he's in a chaotic environment he is chaotic yeah if he's in a lawful environment like when he's kind of getting trained by walt essentially like he starts becoming lawful like like yeah. uh, more walt like so i think that's what makes him really difficult because he's kind of all in here but i think his natural gravitation is towards the chaotic side yeah i think he is a chaotic neutral with a minor lean towards evil character who wants to be lawful good Uh 
but yeah. doesn't have the influences he needs to do that. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing there. Maybe maybe that's what I'm getting at with my point about him having the heart. He wants mm-hmm. to be good. And I mean, we do see good stuff that he's done. You know, he 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 talks about, um, you know, he talks about. Uh, God, I'm gonna. I don't know whether I'm running into season two. <laughs> yeah, we'll, this, we'll, we'll just skip it then. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's a lot of interesting stuff there. So there we'll, is. We'll move on to the next character because this video is getting pretty long here. <laughs> this is what what you come to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hot takes. All right. Oh, so now we have a die because we're at six. That's special. Four, four, four. We have Carmen. Oh, the principal? Mm-hmm. Okay. So she seems all right. She seems supportive. Uh, she's definitely not very integral, but I still think she has enough presence in the plot to kind of just mention and talk about briefly. She she's supportive of Walt. She's kind of letting him kind of you know cope and kind of do his thing, and she's kind of hands off, like very hands off principal. I'd say because a lot of stuff Walt does where it doesn't seem like it's very structured. Uh, not to say that Walt's unstructured, but you know I, I think Walt's kind of teaching things how he wants to teach things. So th- that's kind of my general thoughts and opinions on Carmen. Uh, what would you say? Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's much to to say about her. I think what you said. I think the being supportive of Walt was a big thing, um, and uh, I think one of the only other big times we see her is when she's talking about all the equipment that's been stolen from the lab. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's just like she's in an administrative role, and that's kind of what she plays. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I I gotta put her badger. I think she's a hundred percent replaceable in in every aspect. Yep. Uh, I'll put her in Badger too. I, I agree. I agree. Um, Not really fair for an ancillary character to, to rank no. them next to Walter White, but <laughs> no. And, and of course, if you know, if anyone's watching and you're like, "Hey, Pepin, why did you put her on there? You shouldn't have put her on there. That's not fair." Uh, I agree. It's not fair, and it, it, it might be seen as bad. But I think it just gives us a chance to talk about all these characters, and that's yeah. really what it's about. It doesn't mean if someone's in a badger character that they're a bad character necessarily. It just means yeah. that maybe, you know, they didn't have that big of a part, but they still should be talked about. Also, this is season one. You never know whether, I, I think it'll be interesting to see in later seasons too when we do these, which characters return and which ones become more important and which ones go from a badger to a Lewis or a Lewis to a badger. Hmm, hmm. So as far as uh, this right here, the character alignment, this one's kind of tough to do. We don't have uh, much to work with, but I'd probably say maybe same category as the Doctor. Lawful good. Yep. All right. Let's move on to the next one here. Oh, oh, oh. No. Cha, four. We have the toilet. Meter. Give some context to the toilet. Tell us what this character has done, what it contributed, and how it can maybe help us in our everyday life. The toilet is really important in this story. The toilet uh, comforts Walt when he's vomiting. The toilet takes all the dead body as it's flushed into the sewer. 
the toilet is where Walt sits when he's contemplating whether he should. He's doing a, a pro con list on murdering somebody. The toilet continues to show up in some of the most pivotal scenes in the show. And I, I firmly believe that putting the toilet on this list is as important as putting the baby in math. <laughs> I definitely agree with everything you said there. And I think the toilet is also filling this metaphorical role where it's it's kind of like, it's kind of indicating to the audience that, hey, this is a shit, shit, shit sh- a, that this is a shit situation. And that, you know, we're going to have to flush some shit down the toilet, right? Mm-hmm. You know, this is kind of what Walt's dealing with. I mean, this is kind of like one of the uh, big things in episode one where it's like he's trying to close that you know, glove apartment, but he can't. It, it keeps falling down. He's trying to, like, uh, you know, swat these flies, but they just fly off anyway. And this is kind of what Walt is dealing with. And this is what I think he wants to escape from. He, he wants to escape from everyday toils, like this meaningless kind of like stuff. But there's that saying, you know, like, uh, you know, every man is a man, even if they're a king, when they're on the toilet. Uh, like, you know, everyone shits. And mm-hmm. it, it kind of grounds you to that everyone's just a human here. So for me, I, I think I, I can't put the toilet up in Lewis category, if, if I'm being clear, because I, I think that would be a disservice to Lewis, but I still think the toilet is very integral to the plot. I mean, I can't put in badger territory, so it's going to have to go in C territory, I think. Mm-hmm. Think think about the metaphor here, Nathan. You have clean water, the the formate, which water is the basis of all all life, clean water in a very dirty place. Hmm. People sit their asses there. They drop their waste into this clean, life-giving water. Hmm. Amazing hmm. metaphor. Yeah. Very glad to see the toilet every time it's on screen. It's definitely going into Badger. It could be replaced with a urinal. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that the, the aspect this toilet has is almost like a reverse baptism. Like uh, Whoa, motif in put some it way. in C. <laughs> put in Fuck, C. <laughs> that was amazing. You just blew my mind. <laughs> so, I think as far as uh, good evil, I think the toilet is going to be just pure, just neutral on everything. It yeah, it takes the steps everybody. It takes all the shit you can give it. Uh, it might struggle with it, but it's gonna do its best. Yeah, leave the puppy to its needs according, or leave the puppy to its fate according to its needs. Hmm. Yes, completely that. So let's go on to the next one here. Oh, we got a triangle? Holy shit. A three. Three, three, three. Uh, Next up, we have Skinny Pete. Yeah. So Skinny Pete is a minor character for certain. Uh, but he definitely plays a much bigger role than, let's say, Combo does. And we see a bit of character from him because he's very, I, I don't know, he's very just like kind of like, I, I just remember that scene where they're trying to get into the place and he's just like, kind of like does that. And he's like, you know, Tuka, my homeboy, like, uh, he's great. Like, he he talks in this way where it it, it he seems this very real 
And this is kind of this feels like a real like drug dealer or someone who would be in this situation. And I think it provides like a lot of like uh, insight into that world because so far a lot of the characters we've seen have been kind of extreme. I think maybe Jesse's the everyman or the straight man in the situation, but I think I, I think that Skinny Pete is definitely a great analog for just like an average like you know drug dealer. And I think he does that job really well. Is he a super interesting character? I, I don't think that's true. But I think he is very serviceable for what he does. And I think we kind of need that lens in, especially when we're trying to, like, like if we just had two codes in this world, like, it'd be very difficult to get that nice, you know, broad view of that industry. Yeah. No, I think that's that's well done. I think there's also the aspect that we see him kind of, he kind of leads the him and uh, combo um, group when they're at Jesse's place and being fair weather. Well, well, if you're gonna give us drugs, we're bouncing. Like, you know, I think I think there's that and the whole thing, the whole thing with Tuco. Um, you know, he introduces Jesse into a deeper world. Like, he went to jail with Tuco. So he's kind of deeper into the world and he's the next step down or up or however you want to look at it on the stairs to to continue forward in the progress that they're making. Um, and for that, I think he is definitely more important than Combo um, and probably more important than the toilet. Uh, I, think I, I think I'm putting Skinny Pete at B. Ooh, interesting. I think I would probably put him in C territory for myself. I, I think probably C plus. Uh, it's, it's a little bit of a tough call. I, I think the actor did a really good job because he didn't oversell anything. He didn't undersell anything. It's it's just the right amount. And uh, I'm probably just going to repeat what I was saying before, but I, I think I think it just gives you a good baseline for mm. for the world. And also, you're right. He does kind of give you like Jesse and them like 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 an avenue to you know, progress the plot with. So yep. bad way to put it, running out of mental energy, but <laughs> uh, let's go over to the uh, ranking here. So on a scale of waffle to chaotic, uh, I think he's definitely more on the waffle side. Like, I think he has this kind of respect culture, right? And yeah. he, he, I don't think he's just going to like kind of do whatever and just kind of like fuck off. I think it's like, hey man, we got work. I, I don't think he's like, caring about that too too much but i wouldn't say he's over to the chaotic side yeah you agree with that no i agree yeah okay. okay so maybe about right here uh and he doesn't seem like he's a bad guy doesn't seem like he's good though so i might put him like i might put him maybe right here it's not in the same place as jesse <laughs> i mean i don't know I think we've seen Jesse do more bad things than Skinny Pete. Skinny Pete like went to the hospital with Jesse when Jesse got beat up and like felt bad. And Skinny Pete like tried to like uh, I think the worst thing Skinny Pete did was try and bounce on Jesse when he didn't want to smoke meth, which is shitty. But I don't know that that's evil. Mm. I think he would be like just very neutral if anything. Personally, I'd lean him towards good before evil. Hmm. Um, so that's interesting that we get we get completely different reads on him. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, in fairness, though, we're kind of judging on this, like, little line right here. <laughs> like, we're, we're also judging on, like, two scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a 40-minute conversation about this. <laughs> All right, that's good. I'm happy with that. That's fine. I, I think we could do that, though. <laughs> we could. I know we could. <laughs> okay, let's go to three. Uh, no. I oh, you could have just three. hit go the whole time. Wait, what? Really? You could. Yeah, you were hitting start stop, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's no fun. Why would you say go when you could get an answer? Actually, you could just keep hitting go. No, that's too slow. Ready, stop. We got number one. So next up on the docket is Walt Jr. All right. Walt Jr. What a character. The realest character. The only one who never bullshits. He is always spitting facts right to your face. If you like it, if you don't like it, it doesn't matter. Raw, uncultured truth. Hmm. I, I feel like I don't see the attraction to Walt Jr. as much as you do. Mm-hmm. I think he's still very important. In the same way that kind of like... Uh, Skinny Pete gives a lens into the drug world. I think Walt Jr. gives the lens into the family. And I, I think he actually kind of summarizes the family mood like in a lot of different ways. He is, I, I think he's a really good written teenager. He's definitely a little bit rebellious. Got a little bit of a naughty streak. But uh, he's also has a good heart. Like he, want, he wants what's best. Uh, I, I, I think what a struggle is, he's not, explored like i feel like the edges of him are explored but i really don't know him as a character per per se and maybe that's just a fact of me not being able to read him as well no i i think everything you're saying is fair i personally just really like his character because it's no bullshit truth Uh which i have mad respect for i think season one breaking bad Walt Jr., if he doesn't exist, the story's the same. Mm-hmm. Which is so shitty to say because I really like him as a character, but I don't know that he is a, a linchpin in season one of Breaking Bad. Hmm. Will he become more important? Maybe. Is he as important as Tuco in season one? I don't think he is. Yeah. yeah. He's kind of more like, how did we get here? As opposed to like, where are we going? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So let's see. Where would you rank a meter? B. Solid B. Uh, hope someday for him to progress. But I think B is very fair. I don't like it. Fans, I don't like it. But that's where he belongs. Hmm. So I'm going to give kind of... Two thoughts here in my in my actual rating. So I think my my feeling about him, like my emotional side, is probably more a C. Uh, like I don't connect him too much character wise and everything. Like, but I, I can appreciate what he does for the plot and the lens he kind of provides. And also some of the commentary he kind of says, like like you said, it kind of cuts to the to the bone. So I, I'm gonna have to put him as a B. Uh, but it, it's it's kind of like the uh, like one of these other instances where. Maybe I like the like I like the character. I have a bias towards them, but they're doing too much, and it, you know you got you got to put them to where they actually are. So that's my thought there. 
If okay. we put them on the uh, the alignment chart here, where do you think it might put them? Oh man, uh, pretty pretty neutral. Maybe a little towards chaotic. I don't know. Maybe a little towards new towards lawful. <laughs> Help me out on this one. This I'm I'm really waffling on this one. I think he's good. Yeah, I, I would say he's probably neutral. Uh, good, kind of about like right here. Yeah, I, I think he has a similar disposition to like uh, you know what's good and bad. Uh, as Gretchen and Elliot do, and yeah. maybe he's less good than Hank. I, I think I could say that, at least at this point. Uh, I don't think he's super chaotic, or if he is, maybe put him to a little chaotic side, but that's just mostly just because he's a teenager. Like I don't really that's see that funny. his character. I, I was going to lean him a little lawful because he has the principle of telling his dad, he has the principle of A, just always being fucking real. But B, being like, if you don't want to fight, then just fucking die. Like, he clearly has some principle in that regard. Hmm. So I might lean him a tiny bit lawful. Okay. Hmm. Okay, so let's say he's about right there. I'm happy with that. Okay. Season one, Walt Jr., right there. Love it. Yeah. 50-50. Okay. One. Uh, I'm actually just going to disagree with this one right here. I think we should do Skyler for last. <laughs> okay, we'll do Skyler last. So we'll just re-roll again here. Oh, that's better. Nailed too. it. <laughs> <laughs> if it came up with a one again, I would just... I don't even know. So we have Gomez. Oh, now, okay. Gomez is definitely a minor character here, but he still like shows up in the plot a lot. I think he's mostly a plot device to have like someone for Hank to kind of give his thoughts and ideas to. Like, like he's kind of like a sounding board, and I think he does that pretty well. I think he's also another plot device here to kind of uh, even off some of Hank's rough edges. Uh, like you could say, Hank has a little bit of a like a from racially charged language there, and how he refers to, like Mexican people, and. It, it, it's maybe not great, but, you know, Gomez is Mexican himself and Gomez and even the entire office, they kind of just kind of accept it. And I think Gomez is kind of lends into the, the office, you know, politics and also office culture. And it kind of makes it, like, it kind of takes Hank from being like a complete asshole to like, oh yeah, you know, he's just kind of like messing around with uh, his, his friend here, you know, it, it's all in good fun. And that's what Hank would say. Hank gets a hard time sometimes. Uh, you know, what, whether you agree with those, that statement more generally, you know, hard to say, but I, I think he, he's there for a reason, but I don't think he's totally essential, but I, I think, I think he, we still need that lens in. I think we need someone to differentiate like the straight man for the police department, for the DEA, the DEA, hard to say. I had him firmly in Badger until you just made that argument, and now he's a C. Hmm. I think he was important enough that he's not completely replaceable, but I don't think that he is like a cornerstone of the plot. Um, I like what he does. I like his character. Uh, I like I like the actor. Um, I, I'm going to go a solid C. All right, and I'm going to agree here. Uh, I don't think he's replaceable. I think we need him. I think he's, yeah, same same sort of thing. Uh, like, the, actually, there's a couple characters here. Like, I think these two right here are 
like this playing the same role but on different sides, which which is super interesting. Uh, as far as uh, alignment goes, this one is a little bit tough to do, but I would probably say he's uh, probably more waffle than Hank, uh, and maybe about as good, maybe a little less good. It, this one just kind of a flip of the coin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd honestly, I'd probably put him really close to Hank because all we know is that they're friends, so we know that they like are relatable. But I haven't necessarily seen him do anything more or less good or lawful than Hank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so that that that's a good point. So let's just put him like in proximity to Hank, and it's kind of interesting that we have uh, a couple characters right here, and I think this is all with like the normal spectrum, is what I'd say. You know, most people are somewhat lawful and somewhat good. Uh, and then we have the kind of characters that are more chaotic. I think there's a lot of chaotic people out there too, but, you know. Uh, so to get to the last one here, uh, let's roll the die. Um, okay, got to wait for it to stop. And stop. All right, we got a one. And, oh, hey, it looks like we have Skylar up on the docket here. So Skylar is a super interesting character but she's super hard to judge is mm. is what I'll say right now. Meter, I want to hear you talk a little bit about Skylar. Skylar season 1 Skylar very I think she kind of feels like a background character. She feels kind of like Hank in amount of screen time that we see her. Uh, and amount of importance to the plot. Like, this is, it's a lot of seeing, like, how Walt is changing through her mm-hmm. and through, and how Walt changes changing her. Hmm. It's almost in a way like Skylar. Okay, let me put it this way. So we didn't really know that much about Walt prior to the series. Like, we can kind of guess what his life was like based off the couple of scenes we saw in episode one and some of the stuff that we've seen kind of later on. Like, kind of, it kind of hints at the previous Walt. But really don't know Walt per se. But I think what Skylar kind of gets across is who the previous Walt is. Like, he, she's kind of making this imaginary character to that we can, like, kind of place there and say, oh, this is how Walt is changing based off how... Skylar is perceiving these changes and it, it kind of has a way to like give that character exposition without actually giving it fully, w- mm. which I, th- I think that's kind of the plot device there. And she definitely is more of a contrast. Kind of like you're saying though, I don't think she does much. Like, like she's not bad in any sense. I really like the actress. I think she does a great job. I think there's certain points where she's kind of pursuing her own end. And I think it's maybe the main thing. She's kind of pursuing her own, her, her her own end to get Walt treated and everything like like she's kind of pushing him and she's kind of just trying to like control and kind of just keep things going. She wants him safe, but I don't know if we. It, it kind of feels like she's more like a manager than it does like a like a manager who just really cares about their job. How would how would the story have changed if Walt was, if like, let's say the backstory is Skylar had died five years before, like they still had Walt Jr. Um, you know, maybe Walt was like three quarters of the way to adopting a baby. I don't know how the baby would come in, but yeah. like 
Skylar doesn't convince Walt to stay. Mm-hmm. Walt doesn't smell her her pillow and her cream and think about like the plea. She doesn't drive that. How does that change? Because Walt's ready to die. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And in that regard, like Skylar is massively important to season one. Hmm. So she has massive impact, but she doesn't feel like that main of a character to me. And maybe I'm completely overlooking things, and I am totally open to having people tell me that. I still know where I'm going to rank her, though. Mm-hmm. Huh. I, see, I, I'm conflicted about this myself because I want to put her high, but it's hard to because she is a background character. The one thing that I'm kind of getting in my head, though, is maybe she's not a background character. Maybe she is the background. Like, she's always kind of there providing that juxtaposition, you know, because at least with the scenes with Walt, other characters, not so much. She's not not important. She's completely integral to the plot. I, mm-hmm. I think that's for sure. But it's more like an orchestration that's happening as opposed to like a, like her doing something. It's the same way that like, Someone who is directing a play is very, very important for what happens on the screen. But they're not the one doing it themselves. They're just the orchestrator behind it. it mm-hmm. That's maybe not a great analogy for Skyler, but I think it's kind of the same thing. She's, she's providing orchestration. She's providing backdrop. But she's not the actual like main star, at least not in this season. Yeah. No, I'm on board with that. Okay. Where would you uh, rank her here? A. A? Yeah, I don't think she's Walt or Jesse, um, but I also don't think she's Marie or Skinny Pete. Hmm. Hmm. I gotta say, I like how we have four in each category here. <laughs> that wasn't on purpose, but at Gomez, I realized it happened. I'm like, oh man, I know exactly what's gonna happen here, and it did. Well, it's it's beautiful. It's Thank beautiful. You. Uh, Skylar, I think I would agree. I think A territory. And I think it's mostly for her plot importance. Well, okay. It's plot importance and bias for me. I think in reality, she's probably a B. If if we're looking at, I'm not going to say objectively, but if we're looking at her as a character that's like for real, probably a B. But I think the fact that she's so integral to the plot here puts her up into A. Yeah. And of course... Again, doesn't mean the actress does a bad job or anything like that. We're not saying that. Just saying that, you know, p- plot-wise, she's not doing a whole lot this this uh, season necessarily. But that might change in the next season. She might, you know, she might become like a Walt or a Jesse where you see her just do something on screen. You're like, holy shit. Right on. So if we were to rank Skylar as a character... I would say she's definitely more towards the lawful side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would put her more towards the good category, not with, that we can see her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm maybe, okay with that. Same ranking as Hank, maybe? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, it looks like we are actually wrapped up with all these characters. So, if we look at the ranking here... It kind of looks like nobody's really in the chaotic good side, which is kind of interesting. No one's in the lawful evil side, which is kind of interesting. It's kind of like a almost like a line. It is. Hmm. Uh, I definitely think we, we're definitely right. The most evil character here is Tuco. 
Yeah. Like 100%. And the most chaotic. Yeah. Like, like he is like a great example of chaotic evil, I think. Yeah, I agree. And then, uh, of, of course, we have uh, the most interesting character ranking here. I think the most two interesting ones actually are uh, Walt and Jesse. Yeah. Like where they stand in this, that that's super intriguing. And just to compare our rankings here, I think we had a lot of agreement. We did. Uh, and I think where we disagreed, it was more minor. It, let's see here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're all like one changes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I find it intriguing that we both agreed on uh, Domingo here. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about that prior to uh, this recording this episode. I'm like, Domingo's got to be like an, an A or an, an S tier. Uh, sorry, a Lewis tier. But uh, I don't know if Meter will agree. But that might be some interesting discussion. But no, I, we both agreed, which is kind of, kind of interesting. Yeah. What You know what would be really interesting to me? Was that? I want to see what other what other people would pick out as like our most like off assessment like where like which which one character did we put somewhere that somebody else is like that is like so f- so wrong mm-hmm. like not and not necessarily in a bad way just like you completely disagree because i have one for you that i'm like i don't understand how you can have that person in that spot v- over other people like that makes no sense to me and i want to know what other people think like that because i'm hoping some people agree with me yeah, yeah, and it's really interesting to think about that because I think we may have ranked these characters a lot different than other people would have. Yeah, it, it that could just be a part of our discussions that we had in the over analysis. Sure. But you know, I would love to hear what you actually think about our picks and what your picks would be in the comments. So you now go down in the comments on YouTube or you know, podcast if this happens to be a podcast, who knows, whatever. But uh, and to say, hey, this is what I think about this character. You know, where did you rank the, the toilet, Elliot? Or any of these other great characters like Meth and the Baby, tell us. You know, we 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 need to know the four main characters. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, while you're at it, you no, know, leave a like on the video, subscribe. You know, there's also a Patreon. You know, if you you know do that there, I'll I'll be happy. I suppose it it may not like fill that void in my soul, but it will fill my bank account and. You know, that's the only thing that matters, right? It's true. So, Meter, do you have anything else to say before we close out? No, I I appreciate this discussion as always. I think this is for something really unique and cool uh, that we that we just did here. Uh, I'm kind of uh, scared that mine came out to four per category, but <laughs> yeah, it is what it is, bro. I think you planned it from the beginning. I'm. <laughs> I figured if I maybe if I froze, you'd change your mind. <laughs> okay. Now, things happen to people on a day-to-day basis. Love, sex, drugs, all in the past. You can be reborn, not as a person, but as a category of things that happen to, say, coalesce upon an idea. And... You can spread perhaps like a virus, but maybe something like better, you know, maybe like goodness in the heart, the soul, and provide us warmth during these great, great holidays. So everyone, have a happy holidays. And this is Pepin from Pepin Reacts. Peace. <laughs>